This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, Carm here. You know, I never thought I'd be doing a tribute like this for a good friend, Bob Greenwood. His passing really hit me, like it did for so, so many others. You can't help but realize we lost him way, way too early in his life. His mission, it wasn't close to being done. If you ever heard Bob Greenwood's passion for this industry, you know that he had high hopes for the future success of the independent aftermarket. His passion for making this great industry a profession instead of a trade was one of his biggest talking points. It was a signature of his wherever and whenever he had a chance to pontificate. Bob Greenwood was the president and CEO of the Automotive Aftermarket eLearning Center. His company focused on providing business management resources and development for the independent sector of the aftermarket. I would like to share a few noteworthy accolades that Bob has received over the years. You may not know of these, and I'll also insert a few memory segments along the way from friends, colleagues, and clients. Bob Greenwood had over 40-plus years of business management experience within the independent sector of the automotive aftermarket industry in North America, consulting with shops on all facets of their business operations. He ran his own local consulting and accounting firm in Ottawa, Ontario for 18 years and created some of the most productive and financially successful entrepreneurs within the independent sector today. Bob was a frequent keynote speaker at various industry, company, and association conferences throughout North America. And he always provided his unique insight from his personal experiences working with shop owners. Bob was one of 150 worldwide AMI-approved instructors. He created business management development courses for automotive shop employers and managers, which are recognized as being the most comprehensive industry-specific courses of their kind in North America. On November 4th, 2003, during Automotive Industry Week in Las Vegas, and in recognition of his contributions to the automotive aftermarket industry, Bob was the first and the only Canadian business management consultant to have been presented the very prestigious Northwood University Automotive Aftermarket Management Education Award. The award is presented to individuals in the automotive aftermarket field who have made noteworthy contributions to education. Recipients are people of stature, and the award is recognition of dedication over a number of years to the educational process in the aftermarket. Here's more info on Bob that you may not know. In November 2012, Bob was one of 37 Canadians out of 400,000 people within the Canadian automotive industry that was honored by the Governor General of Canada and awarded their prestigious Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee Medal. This medal honors significant contributions and achievements by Canadians. Now, to be eligible for this honor, a person must have made a significant contribution to a particular province, territory, region, or community within Canada or an achievement abroad that brings credit to Canada. It is presented to automotive aftermarket industry professionals who have distinguished themselves as highly respected by the community and industry leaders. But just as important as all these honors, Bob was always available to talk. We spent our time discussing the professionalism of the North American aftermarket. I know many who were able to spend time with Bob to discuss the industry or their business. He was always willing to help and provide his guidance, optimism, or wisdom. Bob was driven to elevate and make change. I, I think that is why we got along so well and became friends in such a short time after meeting Bob. I met Bob in 2015 at an ASA event. He and Malin Newton co-hosted a training session. Now, it was a large crowd in a big hall. They did one heck of a job working together, and they 
had never met before. I found out that they knew each other but never met until that day. I thought they were best of friends. That showed how much they wanted to make their hosting duties so fluid. So I'm in the audience just starting out on my career as the Aftermarket's podcaster, and I'm saying to myself, I need to meet Bob and Malin. So the presentation ends, and I get out two cards, and I watch them both come off the stage at opposite ends of the stage. I look left, and there was Malin, and I look right, and there was Bob. And I kept doing a coin toss in my mind as I saw a crowd of people lining up to talk to them. My coin toss put me in Malin's line, and while in the line, I kept watching the crowd that Bob had, and I was wondering if Bob was still going to be there when I was done with Malin. Well, it was my turn with Malin, and I spoke to him about sharing his story with my audience, and he said yes, and a new friendship began with Malin. And I looked over, and Bob was gone. Oh, I missed him. Well, I figured I'd keep an eye out for him, and I can always email him if I had to, but it would be nice if I could meet in person while at the conference. Later that day, I headed down the elevator, and when the door opened, there was Bob Greenwood. I was so excited to meet Bob and Malin, of course, but so I dusted off my elevator speech and my business card, and the rest is history. We had recorded an episode soon after we met in the elevator. Now, six years later, 1,000-plus episodes on the Aftermarket's premiere podcast. He was heard in 33 episodes, one-on-ones, and many part of a panel discussion. Bob's message was consistent. He never wavered. I'll never forget recording an episode at Apex 2018 with technical trainer Eric Ziegler and Bob. Eric had long hair. Bob had none. What a combo. However, they each had the same message from both sides of the training realm. We titled the episode In Praise of Our Trainers. It was episode 387. You'll love it. You can hear all of Bob's episodes in a special Bob Greenwood collection that I created on my website. Find the collection icon on the sidebar or on the resources tab. To honor Bob, all of his episodes are in one special place. I have some special thoughts from friends of Bob that I want to share. I thank them for finding the time to record these short memory boosts. Here may be a story you don't know. Bob and Bill Haas founded camp, an association of aftermarket business coaches, trainers, and consultants. They wondered where was the peer group of management leaders that were really all working for the same common good of the industry. They formed camp, the coalition of automotive aftermarket professionals at Vision in 2019 with the goal to elevate the auto repair industry. You can find camp on the web at automotiveprofessionals.org. Now, let's start to hear from a few of your industry peers. Hey, let's start our memory blasts with Bill Haas from Haas Performance Consulting. So, Bill, we recently lost a great friend, um, a peer coach of yours, a great friend of mine. Uh, got a memory of Bob Greenwood? Wow. Only one? I have a few. I bet you do. Um, talk about great people. Man, you know. I guess I'd go back to when I met Bob. And, you know, that's going back. I guess 21 years ago, roughly. And um, at the time I was working for ASA and, you know, doing all the stuff with um, education and training and um, putting on the CARS event and helping put on NACE and, you know, supporting our affiliates. And so CARS was really our, uh, you know, highlighted event for mechanical membership of, of ASA. And, of course, that was that we would always put on management training classes. And 
somebody approached me and said, um, there, there's a guy, there's a trainer that, that you've got to have a car. She just, it's, this guy's great. I mean, and, you know, I mean, I'm getting told, you know, the phenomenal stuff that this guy does as a trainer and the impact that he has on people after they've been to his class. It was Bob Greenwood. Yeah. And I said, okay, I said, I'll, I'll talk to, I don't know the man, I'll talk to the man and I'll reach out and see what, what the opportunity might look like. And um, that was just a phone conversation with Bob is, would you be interesting, interested in coming to Las Vegas and being a, a trainer and, you know, the class will have to be AMI approved and went through the whole thing and... And, uh, you know, very gracious man, absolutely, you know, if you have shops there that need help, I'd love to come and help. And uh, he had one request that I thought was so odd the first time I dealt with Bob. He wanted to have a bottle of Merlot? No, he didn't want a bottle of Merlot, but I probably could have arranged that easier. He <laughs> he wanted, you know, we knew that there were going to be a hundred people in his class. And so he said... Um, you have to have a hundred calculators there. I said, I have to have a hundred calculators there. He goes, <laughs> Yeah. He said, What I'm going to do with these people, they better have a calculator or they won't be able to do it and they won't get what I need them to get out of this class. So I went to my meeting planner and I said, Here's the deal. I don't know how you're going to do this. Now, you know, I said, But get a hundred calculators and make sure they're in that room for Bob Greenwood, you know, to do that class. So not, not a great task, right? I mean, you get 100 calculators and, you know, you get the small handheld ones, solar-powered kind of a thing. And Back in the day, they were five bucks. But getting them was sort of a hassle, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, if you went into the office depot, were you going to get 100 calculators? No, no you not. probably could get eight, yeah. maybe, That's or something, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that was the... the challenge in the request, right? But anyhow, we got the 100 calculators. Imagine you remembering this from that many years ago. And, and Bob shows up, and he just knocked it out of the park. And I will never, you know, I, I remember to this day the reaction of our members coming out of Bob's class in the hallway. Like, you talk about lights being turned on, everybody's light had been yeah. turned on. Anybody who's been to Bob, I've, I've been through one of Bob's classes. Uh, he was in Toronto. I'm from Buffalo. And he says, hey, listen, I'm going to be up there. Come on up. And I, it, it, kind enough to let me sit through as we were getting to, to know each other. Yeah. And and uh, I was fascinated by his approach to finance because Bob, I always looked at Bob. He's the numbers guy. He's the finance guy. Not that you aren't, Bill. I mean, no. I, get, I get all that. But that's where he drove yeah. the... the, the um, the meaning of his of his coaching and his consulting and his clients, if you you know, they need to know the numbers. Yeah. He, he was he was in my mind always the numbers guy. Yeah. So we you know that was my introduction yeah. to Bob, and yeah. then and then I would see Bob when I would go places. Yeah. You know, we would go to the gas symposium. You remember the gas symposium? I'd yeah. always see Bob there. Go to Apex. I would always see Bob there. Pretty soon. You know, Bob was coming, you know, Bob was from Canada, but pretty soon Bob was coming more and more into the States and going oh, yeah. to other industry events. And so it was just regular that yeah. you're going to see Bob, yeah. right? Yeah. And and we'd always have time to to talk, you know, share ideas or, um, 
you know, after I left the association and, you know, now I guess it's been eight or nine years that, that we started Haas Performance Consulting, and Bob and I really became much closer then. Then we then we would, you know, call each other or talk or we'd, hey, you know, this is going on. Have you ever dealt with something like this before? What would you do? I mean, great conversations, mm-hmm. just two friends yep. that could talk and share and had yep. opportunities to have dinner with he and yep. Patty yep. out in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then about two years ago, we were just having one of those conversations and... Um, I mentioned to Bob, I said, you know, Bob, I said, you work with so many people. I work with a lot of people. We've got all these people that do what what you and I do. We always talk to our clients about how they should be part of a group, a peer group, or do more networking. I said, it doesn't make any sense that we we don't do that. We don't have where do we go as as coaches and trainers? Where do we go? What you know, where's our peer network? And so, you know, from that conversation, Bob came back shortly after that and said, most of us are going to be at Vision, which is, you know, the the really great show in Kansas City every March. And he said, maybe we should try and get everybody together at Vision. And that was really the genesis of, you know, what we know today as camp. It was just two guys having a conversation about why isn't there a peer networking group for us as, you know, in our profession? Camp, a coalition of automotive management professionals. Um, and, uh, and I was lucky enough, super, super lucky enough to be in that meeting. Couldn't have done it without you. I, 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 yeah, you could have. <laughs> and I kept saying to myself, why am I here? And the really funny story, I don't know I told this story, but... Uh, I think you were at the other end of the table. You and Bob were at the other end of the table. Yeah. And as everybody was just coming into the room, there was one last chair left, and I took it. And it was at the opposite end of the table. It was like, you know, the husband and wife seats <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the lawn. No, we yeah. were just going to make sure you got the check. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Bob, you know, great friend. Certainly miss him. Yeah. Um, Think about them often. Um, I'm sure the industry is going to miss them. Yeah, you know, guys like that don't come along every day. No, but uh, thank you for sharing your memories. You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, Bob never wavered on his message to elevate the industry. Now, I would hope that his legacy will continue because we will transition into his wishes. I think it's happening right now. Bob always wanted to be sure you paid yourself first and owner's salary. He wanted you to commit to. 40 plus plus hours of business training each year. Bob says there's a huge return for every $1 you invest in training and education for yourself and your people. And he's so right. He did see it work firsthand. Hey, thanks to Tara Topol from Topol Service Center, Lake Mills, Wisconsin, for sharing some of her memories on Bob Greenwood. We had a lot of wonderful memories and not as many in person because he lived in Canada and I live in Wisconsin. Our calls were all wonderful. I I think my most favorite memory of Bob was when uh, it was in February of 2020. My father-in-law had passed away recently and we decided to take our whole team to Grand Rapids, Michigan for their training session there. We had some wonderful training. I didn't attend his that time because it was all things he had taught me and and was going to be sharing with others. 
but we did uh, get to run into him at like in the hotel bar area while we were waiting to go to take our team out for a, a nice dinner to thank them for all their hard work for um, helping before the time before my father-in-law had passed. And Bob came in to grab a bite to eat. The restaurant was really busy and he sat with us. And for me, that was really special because I got to work with Bob regularly, but my team didn't get to know Bob or witness Bob, but here we were all together and I kind of felt like we were like, like sitting at Jesus feet and he just uh, sat and talked with us and explained things about the industry. He listened to our technicians and some of the struggles that they were having or the different things that they had to overcome and kind of um, bridged the gap in my mind between uh, my coach and my team. Really, that was the last time I was able to see Bob then. I would have never thought that. I would have never thought that um, we wouldn't have been able to say our goodbyes, but that's just how it ended up working out. He kind of seemed like a movie star in a way to so many, I think, because of, especially within our industry. But he was very down to earth and he was always took time to listen and to share his knowledge with others without any strings attached. Right. So I'm very thankful for that. There are, there's a list. I had a very difficult time picking out just the right one. The rest of the story is that he, he ordered a very nice steak and ate about maybe just over a half. And, and then that was it. And we were all very hungry. And then this, we all kind of watched that steak go away. <laughs> was done and we all looked at each other but um so that's it's kind of a behind the scenes funny memory but it's also uh and a one that I'll cherish forever bob did things for me personally and for our industry that i struggle with i don't i don't know that we replace it but somehow i think that there are shoes that need to be filled um especially for us shop owners um we're in the trenches every day trying to figure out just how to make our days go sometimes we're not always looking on into the future and bob did that for us he spent a lot of time um meeting with people and learning about um the specifics of the vehicle and and then he kind of took all that data and information and then narrowed it down for us just specifically as shop owners i know there are a lot of other coaches out there and i'm looking forward to meeting more of them and getting to know more about them but it really wasn't an area where i spent time looking at other people and what they had to offer because i really believed i had the best and in Bob, I think that's the part that especially um, that's going to be the most difficult for not just for me, but for really the whole entire industry. Thanks, Tara. Earlier this year, Bob created a private podcast for his clients and friends, and he called it Bob Greenwood's Second Thoughts. Just three weeks before his death, I convinced him to make them public and keep the series going. He recorded 21 episodes. They are short slices of his passion and wisdom to help you reach a new level of leadership and success. Now, we were going to do a big release on the Monday after his passing. It was going to be the first new public podcast under my new aftermarket radio network. So in keeping with our goals, we released his shows on all public podcast listening portals. Now, yes, you can go to your favorites like Apple or Spotify, search for Bob Greenwood and follow his podcast. Now, over the next six to eight weeks, we will release all the remaining episodes so you can catch these very smart and pointed life lessons from our friend Bob. My lasting tribute to Bob's legacy is to release 
All these episodes he recorded and keep them published for a long time. Hey, here's Carlos Abuco from Sills Complete Auto Care in Oakville, Ontario. With uh, Bob, I've known him since I first got into the business. He was introduced when uh, I first started working for my parents back in the 90s. And uh, the most memorable thing I remember about Bob, and it's still to this day, is, Carlo, if you don't make profit, no one will be at your retirement party to cut you a check for not making money. And that's the most memorable thing that Bob's ever taught me. I've done pretty much most of his training throughout my life. People have said that he was... um, bit brash, bit in your face. And um, that's because he just truly wanted to see change within the uh, industry. He had told us 12 years before the industry saw the wave of technician struggles of not finding technicians. He knew that 12 years before it actually occurred. And one of the few mathematical geniuses in the coaching automotive world, he had formulas and calculations that he had come up with that many others had taken and made their own. But we knew those came from Bob because his background was from a mathematical world. So uh, he's uh, definitely an individual who's uh, touched a lot of people. And he's definitely been memorable to me. You know, even in this last past week, Bob always used to say, Carlo, you've got to be the best. You need to have a waiting list of technicians at your door. You need to pay the best. And for the first time in 25 years, we have a waiting list of technicians at our door, which is quite impressive to have that happen finally. Bob's been the best. You know, Bob loved his Merlot wine and I enjoyed some with him. We spent time at dinners and at the bar talking the business of the aftermarket. He is so well known for pushing all of us to embrace the industry as a profession instead of a trade. On almost all of these episodes we did together, We Are a Profession, The Trade Days Are Over, was his recurring theme. You can probably hear him say that right now. We must use Bob's message to break out of the paradigm that we so unjustly earned. It starts with each shop owner to run their business at the most professional level. Let's do it for Bob. Here's one of Bob's great friends, John Cochran from Cochran Automotive in Toronto, Ontario. Thanks, Carm. Good to talk with you this morning. Uh, So nice of you to invite me to have a few comments uh, with Bob. Uh, Bob and I go way, way back. The first time that I had exposure with Bob's operation was uh, in 1972. Uh, it was uh, when E.K. Williams and Associates, and E.K. Williams uh, was associated with Texaco, and I was a Texaco franchisee. Bob ended up purchasing the E.K. Williams operation, and E.K. Williams uh, taught a, a Texaco program called Professional Pump Island Service. And uh, it was with all of the passion that Bob always had. Um, he was passionate about the business. He was passionate about uh, making sure that, that everybody was as professional as possible. And then we, we didn't have a lot uh, going for a while. And then in the early 80s, um, Bob and I connected and we worked from the early 80s right up until the time of his passing, uh, doing many different uh, things. Um, he worked with AC Delco. Uh, doing Delco training across Canada, um, he uh, he was he was a a gentleman that had only wanted shop owners to do better. Uh, he was absolutely committed 
to the independent sector of the automotive aftermarket. He was uh, ahead of his time. He he made um, garage owners far more prosperous and far smarter and taught those men and women about running a business and making it a professional um, way to make a living versus what a lot of fellows were doing back in the 80s and the 90s. So, I mean, the list of people that are known and associated with Bob goes on a long way, but it, it was unbelievable. A couple of funny things with Bob. Uh, Bob would come to our Canada Day parties. It would be similar to your 4th of July parties. And uh, Canada Day, he came with his wife. Uh, he came with his son, Sean. And um, he was just just the party guy. Um, Bob was a... He was a professional guy, and he was all business when he was professional. But when he was in the party mood, he was a party guy, and he knew how to have a good time. So we've got probably, I would say, close to 100 people at the Canada Day party. And and Bob has decided that he's going to make sure that the women in the crowd have blue martinis. So he brought the vodka, and he brought the, uh, I forget the, um, the, the the blue component of it, but he, he brought that, and he started making blue martinis. Well, I'm here to tell you there was some severe female casualties at the event, and one of them was my wife. But anyways, everybody had a great time. It was a party that nobody will forget, and uh, and we really, really enjoyed it. Another one is, in Carmi, you would remember the Global Automotive Symposium in Chicago. And Bob and I would travel to the Global Automotive Symposium from time to time. And um, there was one time where we were, we were driving to Chicago, and um, I had forgot my passport. Bob had his, and um, I didn't have mine. So um, I went across the border and we had a discussion with a U.S. Border Service. And um, at some point in time, I was prepared to have to uh, drive back to Toronto to get my passport. And Bob was going to carry on to Chicago on a bus. So um, that was a kind of a, a hair raising experience, shall we say. But the uh, Border Patrol man, um, after giving us a significantly hard time, referred me to a supervisor, and his supervisor uh, was very uh, kind and accommodating, and he said, you guys look like you're honest, you look like you've got all the proper places where you're going, we had all our reservations, and so on and so forth, and he said, I'll let you go this time, but don't ever let it happen again. So Bob has razzed me about that. I can't tell you for how long, okay? And uh, about forgetting my passport. That was a a real interesting thing. So then we get to Chicago, and this would happen on a pretty regular basis. I I was a long-distance runner then, and uh, I'm running marathons. So I would get up at 5.30 in the morning. I would uh, get into my running stuff. I would go for an hour run 
Bob would shower and get ready. I'd get back. I'd shower and get ready. And then we'd go down and have a quick bite. But it was kind of a, a thing we would do uh, when that was uh, going on. So uh, it was, uh, those were great times. Uh, I tell you, I'll miss the man forever. He was an uh, inspiration to the whole industry. Um, I, I can't tell you how much I miss him. And with Greg Buckley uh, reminiscing about uh, our friend Bob Greenwood. Yeah, Bob uh, was very special. And it was really kind of strange. Uh, you know, I, uh, I worked with Bob uh, for about a year or so, uh, helping me with the shop and, you know, succession with the boys and stuff like that. But I actually got to know Bob earlier, around 2016, I think, with the ASA. They were doing some, you know, um, traveling shows. Uh, kind of start of remote training or yeah. training events. And Bob was one of the headliners. I think him and Donnie Cipher were there and a few others. Um, but Bob, that's where I, I, I had heard of Bob. I've never seen Bob, right? And I got a chance to see him. And I always told Bob, I said, Bob, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of voices that are out there. There's a lot of noise out there. I said, but you, you're a signal. You know, I, I relate to you because as I was sitting through his... Uh, three or four hour class and I was recording <laughs> so I said this information is too good not to take home and, and absorb and that's yeah. what I was doing yeah. but uh, it just resonated with me and then getting to know Bob a little bit more personally you know seeing some of the events visions is where we were and uh, getting to know how much he enjoyed uh, wine and uh, laughter and everything so uh, that was that was how I got to know him um, what he's done for the aftermarket, I mean, he was pretty much on point back in 2016. And that's where he, to me, that was the, the start of something. But his voice was fresh. His curriculum and the stuff was, was like religion. But to hear it in the way that he spoke it, and especially with his Canadian accent, um, and he even would say to you, I'm this Canadian guy coming down here and I'm talking to yeah, you guys. Yeah. But he brought personal stories in that just... Like I said, it was a signal. You you had to hear it. You had to see it. Or when you saw it when he was speaking, um, man, it just really got to you. Um, and you went back and you go, okay, well, I'm going to change my business. And it was actually was something very beneficial because we did start to change our business to more, you know, focus on uh, customer attention but just the modeling of the financial side, yeah. uh, you know, that. So that was, it was something. Uh, your opinion, Bob, I always felt was a passionate futurist. And th those are the kind of the two words that help summarize how hard he worked and he, the muscle he put behind of trying to tell the world that we're not a trade anymore, that we're a profession. Right. And, and all of the, uh, the, the the terminology that he tried to change, you know, stop calling us mechanics, it's technicians, and it's not a customer, it's a client. And he could always back up and substantiate how we had to rethink, uh, you know, who we are. It's, it's time to be, become a profession. And he never wavered from that message for years. And, and again, I think that's why I called him a futurist, because way back... You know, many, many years ago, he started with this. He never got off point. He never did. That was one of the things that struck me as funny because here I, I meet and see him for the first time in 2016, 15, 16. And then we work together as coach and client. 
and there was no change, uh, which is refreshing, right? I mean, there was adapting, right, for for different times, but there was no change in the in the base message, you know. So, I was, was chatting. I was chatting with Bill Hawes about it, and you know, I always looked back at Bob. Bob invited me to go to a class. I, I said this in Bill Bill's segment on finance uh, that he was teaching in Toronto, and I drove up from Buffalo. And th- I always thought that Bob was the finance guy. I mean, he, he was so driven by the numbers and he could show you how you made them and he could show you if you paid attention and, uh, and learned your numbers, how it could benefit not only the company, but the people that you work with. Well, he, he was one for breaking down every segment of your operation to the point where how much ten how much zero uh, W20 are you selling and who are you buying it from and are you buying OE parts and aftermarket parts and where are the aftermarket parts coming from what vendor so there was a lot of detail in bob's curriculum um almost i mean it it's very overwhelming at times but it drove the point home you need to realize and you need to see where your income is coming from where your leaks are that kind of thing and then at the same time the the message of what's your customer service like Uh, are you billing your hours correctly i mean that's what I think I took away most from Bob is the respect for the hours that you have to have, you know, and, you know, raising the game to being a professional, you know, the industry does need to get to uh, the point of, hey, look, we are, we're, a, you know, a professional industry yeah. and um, we you know, charge accordingly. Hey, Greg, thanks for sharing uh, a few moments about Bob. Absolutely. Great guy. And I, I, I miss him, I think, as an industry. Uh, we lost a true uh, leader, a futurist, as you say. Um, hopefully his messages and his talk and his, you know, uh, everything about Bob will, will continue, um, you know, in some way. Face. Someone will come up and hopefully take a spot and keep his uh, thing going. So, Thanks, man. Very good. One of Bob's passions was to change the terminology of the industry. We did an episode with Chris Cloutier, and it was episode 571. Bob and Chris spoke strongly on changing the words we say that in turn can improve the professionalism of our industry. They both discussed the removal of these terms, shop owner, technician, invoice, service writer, customer, and training. It is tough not to accept the thesis of this rant from Bob and Chris. Please catch it. Episode 571. Hey, here's Dwayne Myers from Dynamic Automotive, multi-shop operator out of Frederick, Maryland. Hey, Dwayne. Hi, Carm. How you doing? I first met Bob probably close to a decade ago uh, in the education committee with AutoCare. And we gravitated to each other. Uh, I looked at him as, as more of a, a legend and a mentor because he spoke so eloquently, but but he was uh, always looking out for the shop. I mean, he we in education committee we're looking out for the industry, but he made sure the shop wasn't forgotten. And when I joined, you know, he he came over and actually helped me and got me up to speed. I learned there that you know he just didn't look out for his own people; he looked out for everyone, and and it really made an impact. And and we served on that a couple of years uh, until he rolled off because of time, and then we would recurrently see each other at training events uh, or at Apex, and we just have the greatest dialogues. And I think it's because he was such a great listener. He would listen to you thoroughly, and and then uh, you would have a good conversation, you know, and, and he would vet whatever you would have, your idea, and then he would throw ideas at you. And you could have a, a playful uh you know, not not a fight, but you, you could you could stand your ground, and at the end, 
come up with a great idea. And I think that's where Bob was really special is he listened to everybody, gave his input. And then in the end, we combined our ideas and came out with something that helped people in the industry. And, you know, I'll never forget that. And it's one thing I try to strive to help others and all, because he was a great example to me. And and what's the right way uh, to help this industry? And and what a loss for all of us. But, you know, he made his impact. He made it on me. And I know he made it on a lot of our friends and colleagues. Uh, he will always be around just because of what he has done. And uh, he'll be dearly missed. I'm with Craig O'Neill from autotext.me. Hi, Craig. Hi, Carm. How are you? Uh, I know that Bob um, was a coach of yours back in the family business. That's correct. He was my coach. Yeah. Give me a memory. Well, my best memory with Bob was my first class with him in, uh, it was February 2017, hometown of Grand Rapids. The Auto Value Tech Expo was in town and it was a very cold February. I wasn't really ready for Saturday morning training for an all-day business class, but I knew I needed to do a different course for the first time. So I took his class. I had no idea who he was and I was wearing a hoodie sweatshirt, took a took a seat towards the back and was just kind of cold and tired and stressed out. You see, it was a really low point in my career with the family business. It was a very difficult time uh, for me to stay engaged and stay encouraged. And before me was a man who could ignite the room. Uh, he started speaking and it felt like he was speaking straight to my heart. I heard a man that had passion for the automotive industry as a true profession. You would hear him say, and you can probably hear him saying it still, the trade days are over. Yeah. This is a true profession now, and it's time we start acting like it. And he talked about all kinds of things. He said to us, what is your job? You get all kinds of answers to that question when you're talking to shop owners or technicians, right? Uh, oh, we fix cars. Yeah, a trick question. Yes, yeah. totally. And he pulled us right in with it, and, and he was getting all the, all the right uh, trick answers. They laid right in his lap. Absolutely. And he says, no, your job, your professional responsibility is to make sure vehicles are safe, reliable and efficient. That is your responsibility to your client, not your customer, but to your client. Did you notice Craig said client? We, we talked about it in one of the other um, uh, retrospects. Uh, Bob said, no, they're not customers, they're clients. So see, yep. here you're a great student. You, you changed your dialogue. I, I changed my dialogue. I changed the way I dressed to these events. You see, I, I was sitting there in that hoodie sweatshirt now. and Bob drew attention to the fact that he's talking to an audience of people at a technician expo. Very specifically, it's a tech expo. Obviously, there's management courses as well. Management for shop owners, that's pulling them away from technical training every time. But they're dressed in their snap-on jackets and everything else. Our industry is very used to this and we're comfortable that way. And here's a man well-dressed in a suit and he drew, he drew it right out. He said, I'm not standing here dressed like this for me. I dress like this out of respect for the people that I'm talking to. Yeah. That stuck with me so well. The first time I met you, Carmen, the only reason I met you at all is because... Bob introduced me to the podcast. He, yeah. was, he was the one that told me about Remarkable Results Radio. And it was May of the following year. And uh, it would be, uh, uh, yeah, it was May that year, 2017, in uh, Detroit, the Cars Conference. You were the first person I saw in the lobby. And of course, I had recognized you at that point because I'd been consuming podcasts left and right. And for the first time in my life, I'm walking into one of these events well-dressed. And I was so thankful for it because I remember seeing you. I said, you're calm. <laughs> was that cars in at the Cabo Center? It, it was. It was right there in Detroit. I think it was near the airport. 
Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember because I'm I, I, again I, I I'm going to tell the story on on the show. I either either already did it or I'll do it at the end of when I first met Bob, and that may be the event that I met you too. It was. Yeah. Uh, yep. It was the first time I had met you, and, and uh, we struck up conversations. And evidently, you wanted to talk to millennial. I do. I, did. I wanted to talk to millennials. I wanted to talk to family business people. That's part of my huge legacy in, in this industry. And, you know, you, you shared, I'm telling you, go look up Craig O'Neill and listen to the first episode I did with him. You, you, you just shared the whole family yeah. journey uh, is so, so interesting. It was hard. And yeah, uh, yeah and, and, and it was Bob that, that hooked us. He, he yeah. did. And, and he kept me going through it um, for that full, full year that he was my coach uh, before I, 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 in fact, left the family business. Uh, he he was the guy on the other end of the phone um, that would hear my most stressful days, and he'd listen, and he'd listen, and he'd listen, and I can go on, Carm. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that. See, I just put in a quarter before, and look at I got, uh, I got five plays. Uh, and it's just the way I'm wired, right? But uh, he he was great, and I, and I still I can still hear him. Is like just Craig, you just need to slow down, just stop. Breathe, and then he would give his two cents on a few things here and there. And so you had to get it off your chest before you would be willing to listen. He he figured that out quick. Exactly. Hey, hey, thanks for sharing this memory. Oh, anytime, Carm. I appreciate the opportunity to do so, and uh, I hope I can do his memory some justice by carrying forward the lessons he taught. The news of Bob's passing rocked my world. It made me rethink a few things, but also inspired me to continue to use Bob's passion for the industry in my work. We were kindred brothers that had the same goals in mind. I loved collaborating with him on his Second Thoughts podcast and the ideas for shows and panel discussions in Remarkable Results Radio. I'll miss the conversations and, most importantly, his friendship. The guy who was on that elevator that day in 2015 really had an impact on me and on the industry. Bob, I'll miss you.